0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Black Nerd Fridays. I'm your host, Ren, a.k.a. Mr. Refine. I got my co-host with me, d Neil, a.k.a. The Podcast King.
1: And before what up? we
0: go forward, let me give a major, major shout out to our sis, our other co-host, Kinky Suds. Suds, Listen, what's up? That intro, every time I look at that intro, oh. I'm just reminded of her complexities, her work, her artistic abilities, all the nuances that come with it. Shout out to you, sis. We miss you. And we can't wait to have you back on here, man. Yeah,
1: that's a for real, for real, man. That's a 100%. Yeah,
0: facts. So today we are talking about
1: Come Netflix's
0: on, own, and I got to give it to y'all. Netflix has been killing the anime game. I'm just going to call it what it is. The Vampire in the Garden, The Search for Eden. We're going to get into that. But before we get into that, let's do our normal. What Come is it on. that you're drinking on, bro?
1: Man, so I had to um, you know, I, I was I was trying to get some Helo Coastal uh, yesterday, but I just was, I got off of work late. So I mean, last week, I mean I got the opportunity. I mean, yeah, this week earlier this week, I got an opportunity. I told myself I finally gotta pour up, man. I gotta gotta do Ooh. it, man. So I got the got you the crown and hops right with the uh John and Vinny's uh Italian collaboration, this green sleeves, Italian Pilsner. And when I say it's kind of honestly, man, this is like it's just it's it's like a uh it reminds me of a Coors, but uh, just a little high level Coors. You know what I mean? That Ooh. that bite, that bite that I miss with certain Pilsners that people just don't uh, don't like about uh, beer when they associate themselves with beer when they never had it, mm-hmm. or they had it first time they always think of that na- that nasty bite that the hop leaves on the on the tongue of a, yep. a lager. like a some typically it's like a Budweiser or something that they get or Coors or uh, not necessarily Corona, but I had to get that man. And this thing, when I say it's fire, man, easy drinkable. This, I mean, just a story with well, Crown and Hops, man. Shout out to Tio and Benny steadily with the with the push to bring the community together. And this is a focus again on the jazz aspect. So even though they, they got the collaboration with Johnny and Vinny, like again, they constantly pushing that reality of what black people do and what they have done and what we continue to do. So shout out to them. And then I had to get this one because I couldn't get the I couldn't get this limited edition joint. You know what I mean? So I just had to pick this up. I picked it up in the stores. Uh, black people love beer come on man you already know already classic, know classic right, hazy man. IPA definitely got definitely a lot of citrus in there uh, and again not another easy drinkable thing uh, you know for me I think that right now we're getting too heavy and the IPAs and hazys, like especially because I know they sell the most yes uh, right now currently they're the easiest because they don't take as long to to produce mm-hmm. when it comes to being a brewer and you could just knock them out like literally within a two week three week span um, depending on what you're doing. But mm-hmm. yeah, man. Shout out to let I me mean, shout out to Crown and House, man. And if you didn't, if you didn't invest the first go round, you are gonna miss out on your on your glass. I can't wait till mine come, but you gotta hold down. You know we can't talk about it. We gotta put our money where our mouth is, as right. Roy Martin always says. From Roland Martin Unfiltered, man. Shout them out. Right. So well, I'm done. I'm gonna right. this Yo, that was a mouthful, man. I can't
0: compete <laughs> with that. I'm just gonna go right into this. I am drinking my own homebrew Let's double go. Drink, New England IPA. You feel me? This is what I'm sipping on right now. Easy drinking, hazy IPA. And like you said, it took me eight, nine days from grain to glass. Mm. This last Wednesday, today is Friday. It's ready, but it's still dry hopping right now to be officially ready on July 4th. I'll be drinking it nicely then. But right now, it tastes ready right now. I'm, that's just what it is. Then to follow it up, I have um, Genesee's uh, Tropical Pineapple Coast, something light, easy drinking. It's early over here. It's early on the West Coast, so we ain't going to get crazy. I got to cut my boys' hair after this. That pour is beautiful. And like I said, you already know what time there is. Cheers, brother.
1: Cheers, brother. Cheers. I so, cleaned my glass and it didn't clean enough, so I'm not going to hold up the whole thing.
0: All good. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Don't even <laughs> trip on it. Don't even trip on it. So let's get into this show, man. What's your good, your bad, and your ugly? We just going to go through all of them. We ain't going to do the going back and forth. Just do your thing.
1: Bro, man, this show is amazing, bro. <laughs> like... I'm not I'm not even going to front like this is you have so many vampire inspired shows. I mean, you got Castlevania, which I think on the, the last season kind of especially towards the end, I wasn't a big fan of it, uh, but it did follow along with the game. But this vampires in the garden, I don't know if it's already if it's been a manga or a novel before it got uh, turned into a anime, man, they took their time. They kept the emotion but they didn't overplay it. And then they just really show something, which I'm going to talk about later on this ideal of escapism and Mm -hmm. trauma. And, and it just, when I said they haven't even opened it up all the way, but they showed the humanity and vampires and the, it just showed the humanity and humans and the humanity and vampires that made me be like, wow, that was crazy. Um, Mm. as far as my, as far as my bag goes, I'm just going to say, um, certain certain aspects when it came to the the uh, the vampires versus humans was actually especially when they were getting into to fights you could it almost seemed like vampires were like almost hyena-esque in the sense of like even though they were individually strong what i did like is that they didn't overplay their strength to the point that they were so stronger that well, like one or two humans couldn't fight against them but that also ties into the fact of the, uh their their reluctancy of our limit on blood uh so my bad on that is just kind of like I was thinking there like there's certain things that I'd be like, damn, would the human really survive in that one on one type of fight? Uh and I'm not necessarily talking oh, about man. the uncle because the uncle's fire and we're gonna get to him later. But <laughs> but definitely with other people, it was just like, come on, man, like bullets don't really be phasing them like that. So I just kind of that my bad was just that whole aspect of like not showing vampire strength, especially with when it came to the lack of blood and resources. I think they would have been way more vicious. Uh, but I don't you know, we still got to learn their whole uh, societal structure and elders and all how that plays out, because we only got a glimpse of that in season mm, three, season mm. one. And then my ugly. I don't really I didn't really have an ugly man. Like, I really did not have an ugly this show. I'm not really, surprised you don't. Yeah, this show really showcased to me like, you know, I'd be very pessimistic at times, but it really just showcased the reality of humanity in all different aspects through the eyes of vampires. And it was crazy how much like when you stuck in your own ways, maybe that's my ugly, just the way that the vampires and the humans were so stuck in their own ways that they did not look at the fact that they were literally just killing each other day in and day out. They really they weren't moving forward. So that's all I got. (laughs) Yeah. All
0: right. So I'm gonna go with my good. First off, like I said, Netflix has been killing it when it comes to anime series. We just coming off the uh legs of talking about Morbius vampires i love vampires when it comes to folklore mythology um i am into the supernatural and that is pure vampires i love them so this was right up my alley the animation was great um the storyline was dope as hell and just everything involved even the uh, relationships that they had with each other was just absolutely beautiful they had no 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 bars uh, were held. Nothing was, was held back when it came to the violence aspect, when it came to the gore. Pretty much everything was out in the open, and I really appreciated that. My bad was pretty much seeing the uh, relationship between the two, you know, humans and vampires and how actually that could have been better um, if they would have communicated, but we can kind of talk about something along those lines later on. And um, my ugly is just that experience where they finally reached this special place and we'll spoiler alert that later on and, uh, what happened along with that. But it also lets you know that if you're not a good judge of character, you can't read body language. You can't read people, which most black people can. And I know I I can, because I was silent most of my life. I didn't talk too much. I'm shy. Did a lot of observing behaviors. Um, They didn't observe what was going on, so they were kind of hoodwinked and bamboozled into this false reality and, as you said, escapism when it came to certain things. But we're going to talk about all that later on, so I don't want to spoil anything right now. So that was my good, and bad, and my ugly. And uh, we're going to transition right into this one. Let's talk about this first episode. What's your thoughts on that?
1: Come on, man! First episode was fire. Come here, kiddo. Then my co-host trying to ride her scooter in the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, first episode, I, um, it was really a real quick synopsis of what's going on, how humans and vampires have been fighting, and you really saw this as honestly the way that the episode started off. It made it okay. It made the humans seem like the most aggressors. It made them seem like the aggressors, like they were coming in. We gonna kill all these vampires the little, the little girl who was there uh spoiler alert it's the little girl and the vampire mm-hmm, who's sitting in the mm-hmm. corner scared as hell uh and then she injects herself with this serum and just goes uh you know monster mode and uh, it just really yeah. it showcased the fact that I think it was showing the difference in the generations so momo thank you for the spoiler alert momo the main character <laughs> just really showed that that split between where, and it always happens in our in our history as a species where someone's like nah, that's not right. And I'm just not, I'm not going to do this. And I'm not, and even though I'm, or I'm trying to do it, I'm, I'm messing up and I'm getting everybody else killed. Cause I really don't want to do this. So that's, that's what I, I enjoyed the first episode. Hands down, man.
0: <laughs> Perfect, man. I'm glad you said it because I also did the same. Like you get to ch- a chance to see not her full inner side, but um, Fina and Momo, just that introduction to both characters. Uh, Fene was absolutely Beautiful to me. And I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about inside as well as exterior. Just the way she held everything together, the way that she had this love for just life. Considering that she was a vampire, she wasn't um, the typical vampire in a sense of, oh, we're just drinking humans' blood. We're doing this and we're ruling over them, right? She was a queen. Let's just talk about that. She was the queen from what we understood. And they didn't get into too much detail as to why she... Kind of stayed back. I'm I'm kind of piecing in my own mind why she didn't want to have that queen role in her mind. Um, but she got the respect. Uh, She did what she needed to do there, and you've seen some some action. They just kind of got right to it, where her right hand, which is also I would say her best friend. Again, we're gonna talk about that later. He was holding things down, and they they got right to it, and that whole rift between the two. It was it was ugly, but it was good at the same time. So that first episode, man, it was, to me, it was everything. It let you know, it was kind of a foreshadowing as well as a introduction just to everyone, what's going on, why these people are going through this and that. And it was beautiful and well put together. Now, that being said, were you surprised with the physical slash mental strength of Fene? And there's a reason I'm asking that. Based yeah. on what we've seen through the entire series, was anything surprising to you? Matter of fact, we don't even have to go with the, the entire series. Let's just go with first episode.
1: Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm going to say no because, again, watching enough vampire shows, you you, you always find that one vampire. Again, spoiler alerts. So we're going to just do it all day. <laughs> uh, you're always going to find that one vampire that has befriended um, a human in a way where either they fall in love or they just become best friends. Uh, hold on, one second. I gotta rest around. Go ahead, go and talk. But anyway, I was not surprised. I let you. I let you finish.
0: <laughs> okay. So for myself, I definitely wasn't surprised, and the reason why I wasn't is because when you think of vampires, you're thinking of like just strength. Period. The physical attributes of them. You know, they're able to drink blood, et cetera. But we just witnessed this with Morbius, where this this guy was able to jump here, jump there, fly um had superhuman strength uh the healing ability abilities etc now on this thing they kind of had like a cheat code if you wanted to commit suicide and pretty much give you all where they injected themselves with a kind of a super serum sort of thing and they transformed into i would say their natural form or worst form ever their ultimate being as if like super saiyan 4 sort of thing they transform into this creature. And again, I got to drop this spoiler alert on this joint. They did that and they were able to take out everyone or reach reach the goal that they were trying to reach. That right there t- titled in intertwined, excuse me, with Feeney's ability to use her mental prowess to do whatever was she doing. And her being the queen of the vampires, Um, she probably already been around for I don't know how long i would say at least a thousand years i'm just going to give it that minimum but she had the ability to see have the foresight to see ahead of certain things but also have the strength to persevere and and i'm talking about battles them introduction scenes where her fighting crazy is indescribable it was kind of like watching morbius his first time excuse me not his first time but his his uh warming up to fighting. was that same sort of aspect where she just was pretty much mopping everybody and flying Mm -hmm. doing stuff with these and it was beautifully put together and then to factor in we all know vampire's lifeblood is blood she didn't drink it this woman's strength was impeccable period and that's all i gotta say on it no more (laughs) that's a fact Let's talk about the thoughts on the rifts between the vampires and the humans. What's your thoughts on that?
1: Trauma, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and the reason why I say that so heavily is that the one thing that I didn't write in the question is just this idea of music, and they literally how Fina broke that down. Nice, beautiful poor Broke that down with Momo about music and how she. Just had, by the way, yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, how she had, Momo had this just this innate aspect of wanting to do music, wanting to hear sounds and sing and all this was here. And it was like it was crazy how this whole conversation about like again, spoilers, how the music literally humanity stopped playing music. They stopped doing music at all because vampires hearing was so adept and so so keen that wherever they were hiding, if they just heard a string they just came and they just killed them and like that trauma even to the point where you create this wall of light as they call it and you have this full-on like uh what seems to be impenetrable but not really but just this mm-hmm. full-on fortress and yet and still you don't play music just kind of showed me how trauma and then how it relates to just black people in general as far as just how things continue throughout the genes it's like we just don't do that but why because the vampires, but we have this whole empire of light that we have created and the vampires know where we are, but yet still we won't use it. But again, that side of humanity in the show, that aspect of of love and joy and everything through music was stripped away from them for survival. And so they are continually, just like the vampires, they're in continual survival mode and not thriving mode. Because even the vampires on the flip side, the music that they play is all from humans. Everything yeah. that they played is from humans. There is nothing new that the vampires have created when it came to music. Everything they listen to is old music when they when the first their first generation of vampires came and started killing or enslaving humans. That's exactly what they had. And so to me, it just showed me that trauma is just very significant.
0: Yeah. Wow, that was very well said. And I'm glad you said that because I'm going to intertwine two things. Number one um morbius when you're referencing that excuse me not morbius quiet place right the way that they had to live where they pretty much made no sound etc now in this this story it wasn't to that extreme but they had a level of where are right, we got to be quiet because they can find us you know and then i'm tying in morbius where his super hearing and echo location exactly that quietness was ridiculous but let's go back to the music aspect of it Fine could play that piano as if she was Duke Ellington or uh, uh, Delonious Monk or something like that. Like she was lit with that piano. Now, the crazy part about it, is she liked music in general. The person that she played uh, an opera song for Momo was, from what I understand, also a vampire. And she was singing about, as you said, their trauma and their their way of life, etc. That relationship between humans and vampires was just, crazy and I and in my opinion and I don't want to get into that little city later on because I believe I have a question when we talk about it in my opinion that beef that rift between them could have been resolved they could have had a a uh, symbiotic relationship or at least a um we can coexist without fighting with each other because there are basic things that they both had a level of understanding with each other that was very comparable on both sides but for whatever reason there wasn't a representative on each side to talk to each other and say, hey, we have a common ground. Let's do this to be in this place. But it was definitely a very well put together story. And I would have loved to have seen them figure out a truce or some peace. That's just me. I, because I, they had
1: but that's what I that's what I like about the show. And I'm not sh- and I hope that and it gets to our later question, so I won't linger too long is that this whole idea of truce, it's like it's been done before, as we'll talk about when we get to um, Momo's uncle, but reality is is the trauma from humanity and the, yeah. and the, and the vampires, literally, you don't know who was the person to, to stop that truce, because you don't know if it was humanity, even though they look like the aggressors, and reality is they could have been, or it could have been the vampires as well feeding the humans something so the truce wouldn't happen, and yeah. it just and I, so I don't really see I don't see that happening in the, and I don't know what season two is going to bring, but I really just do not see a escape. Again, I keep using hint, hint, keep using this word. Yes, scapism, yes. Uh, because I just don't see it because no one wants to. The, everyone's living in the past trauma. Uh, and even if they haven't even experienced any death by a vampire or blood sucking or anything. Humanity is teaching every generation that vampires are to... Ext- they need to be extinct because they're going to extinguish us.
0: Mm, that's very well said. Crazy. Okay, so with that being said, let's talk about this. Should Momo have stayed with her mother? In layman's terms, she, she have stayed in that city. You mute it.
1: <laughs> no, nah, she shouldn't have stayed in the city. Um, I just... It wouldn't have, a the show wouldn't have went. It would have probably progressed to more death, honestly, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. she would have stayed in the city. Because uh, a I don't even know if Momo's mom, the general, is even her real mom. You know what I mean? And that's you know, and that's something you know, I mean, not necessarily a spoiler. Yeah, a spoiler, nah, but nah. but it's definitely um, yeah. I just think that the the show. I'm glad that Momo left when she did. I wish she would have left earlier because yeah. she had to see someone very close to her or, or uh, die. Uh, tr- attempting to find her when she had plenty of opportunity when she was thinking about it the first time to just flee yeah uh, so I'm, I'm glad she left i wish you would have left earlier
0: <laughs> me for me i believe that she should have stayed um and there's other reasons behind it but the story was intricate and beautiful f- due to the fact that she left so here we go to spoiler alert spoiler alert. Her relationship with, I can't remember the woman's name. Obviously, we know her mother is the commander of the army. She commands all the military troops, et cetera. Don't remember the young lady's name that she had a relationship with. And that relationship wasn't just friendly. It was it was kind of a uh, allied community relationship where we are potentially going to be together. Um, if she would have stayed, that could have been uh, worked out. And most importantly, she might not have never went on this this uh path of in my opinion destruction/ slash escapism and I don't want to get into that because I'm gonna leave that for the end um she would have went on that that path because her her experiences in life was from what I've seen she was a very naive girl uh, but she also had a beautiful inside despite this reality of vampires being all around us we're in this hint, hint hint or excuse me air quote, um, fortress of light that we built, but, it really, but we're really not. I believe that her staying would have changed things a lot, but it also again would have not made the story as beautiful as it was based upon a relationship that we did not expect at all between Fina and Momo. So I think she should have stayed with her mother. That's just me. But I also like the fact that she didn't because it led into some other stuff. Now with that being said, let's talk about this this I'm gonna call him my OG just based upon some things that he did. Um, OG, yeah, and and he was very interesting, and we got some insight on his background as well. Let's talk about Uncle Kubo. We didn't mm. know his name was Kubo. I did a little research, but let's talk about him, which is Momo's uncle.
1: Man, Uncle Kubo is a goddamn beast, <laughs> and I mean, like yeah. Uncle Kubo, Uncle Kubo to me is he he's a he again. He practices a sword. So if you think about One Piece, if you think about Samurai Shampoo, I think um, he was on, he was on the level of a, uh, a Jin from Shamri, Samurai Shampoo because of the the poise that he had. But one of the things that I why I like him as a character, as far as I call him a samurai, but a person who's adapt adapt with swords, is that mm-hmm. he literally you never saw him lean forward or crouch. He always stood tall and he never and even when he was attacking, it was not it was not lunge or anything. He literally just consistently stayed poised, man, like his 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 battle, his I mean, like he's he's been in some stuff like he's he's killed some people (laughs) that he didn't want to kill. He's done some things that let you know that he was like, no, I'm going to get it done. But even even in that aspect, the the you could tell off the bat that he's been through something that putting him in a hardened mindset to where his 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 heart was cold towards vampires. And in and, and reality, too, a lot of times it was cold towards human beings as well. And you get to see that. Yeah, I know you get to see that in the show towards the end of the season. But this man, when I say you should watch the show and especially just watch Uncle Kubo, who constantly is like, He's like that, like, I don't care what authority says or anything, but then you get to see what happened and why he was like this whole reality of uh, Eden. Um, He just was like, this is just a facade. Like, it's never real, but reality is, is that he doesn't truly believe that. He's just broken from what happened.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I'm going to leave that spoiler alert up. Uncle Kubo, like you said, I feel like he was... Crim de la crim, samurai sort of thing. This dude was impeccable with the way he uh, manipulated and handled that that sword, katana, whatever. He was nice with it. Uh, you seen, and here's the spoiler: you seen the battle when he was fighting in the um, fancy Eden village. I don't know what the name of the village is, but I'm gonna say Eden because it's like the Garden of Eden, the perfect place, etc. He kicked some butt in there. Period. This dude was taking things out and even before that uh when they were fighting in, in in an earlier episode he couldn't be touched that dude was moving around as if nothing was going to mind you he's a human yes. fighting against vampires who have supernatural and Ability. superhuman yeah. speed and abilities he's moving like yeah i, I see you right before you're moving slash you're done he was so smooth it was ridiculous but we also understand he has trauma because of who his big sister, the commander, Facts. forced him to make a hard decision on some stuff uh, early on. And it ties in with his niece and the relationship with Fina. It's just this story was so well put together, man. This is why I had to put some respect on it, because it's a beautiful story. But Kubo was lit. I would love to see more about him, despite that short glimpse that we witnessed. And he did his thing the whole time through. He did his thing, period. So that's a fact. <laughs> with with that being said this is perfect segue segue to this next question what's your thoughts on the relationship between allegro and feney
1: yeah like allegro or allegor i think is that they pronounced it i don't know i call him allegor but uh <laughs> but uh but allegro or allegor he um he literally was for the the he was for the species of the vampires he loved feney hands down um he wanted to be our protector. He promised that to her when they were children. Um, but you just, all, all he was attempting to do was to make sure that she was safe. Like mm-hmm. he didn't care, even when the, uh, on a scene where the elder said she needs to come back. And isn't, is, I mean, you can put this as spoilers, but all of his spoilers. But when yeah. the elders, <laughs> yeah, when the elders said that she needs to help re, they need to to, to repopulate the vampires and to provide the the source more source of blood like he just said yes but all he was all he was attempting to do was to ensure that Fina was not hurt and what happened to Fina and her previous experience with humans Mm -hmm. traumatized Mm -hmm. her to a level where she didn't want to drink blood and he didn't like that he wanted her to be safe period like he only did he, he he had a it was like between uh, being being there for my for the species and being there for Fene, and reality is is even though he was like the main general or soldier to fight with the with the vampires all of it was for Finny. <laughs> the point yeah. It's yeah. like my sunbeam. Like that's exactly what he was doing. I was I know you he yeah, <laughs> but he but he's still but unlike the dude, unlike my sunbeam guy uh, or dragon in uh, the other <laughs> the other show yeah. with with allegor uh, allegro. Or allegro he literally did things to still advance the species because he was like I still got to play both sides cuz reality is he was like I he I feel like he if um uh, if um uh, Finae said let's leave right now he would just leave. He would take her and they would go wherever they wanted to go, but he still wanted to he wanted to make sure the people I mean his species survived, but he also just wanted to make sure Finae whenever she was ready to just remove herself from all of it they would do so.
0: Mm. Mm. I can't say nothing else. No, but I can. I can. <laughs> so that relationship was kind of like you know, brother and sister. Um, first in, in command, second in command. And as you said, he wanted her safe. But more importantly, who was he in the hierarchy of vampires? That's a fact. Because this dude commanded all of them when she wasn't around. Since they were kids, because you kind of seen a glimpse of that, since they were kids, they were very close, and he always vowed to protect her. Who was he in the vampire hierarchy? Like, for real, that's what I really want to know because he was <laughs> he was unstoppable, he was very, very
1: strategic. All that, yeah. man.
0: like, this was he, he was crazy. a Kubo
1: for the vampires, he was Uncle Kubo right for the vampires. Like, fat. Right like just...
0: that relationship between the two of them was just so dope, it was beautiful. And it was sad that he didn't get to witness something that we'll talk about later on. Cause oh, I got yeah. a uh, question about that at the end, that relationship was a quintessential um, general and lieutenant sort of thing where if I'm not here, the, the, the pieces, the, the puzzle, the chess board still moves without me being here because we have the same mind, you know what I want, or you, at least you have an idea of what I want. Even if they were conflicting or butting heads on ideas or ideologies, they still got the same message across, and that just that whole relationship was crazy as hell. And you seen that just based upon the introduction, he was like, "Yo, we going right now. Let's do this, this, and this. The lights should be down. They not down. All right, we we going in. This is what it is." And here's another funny part I got to throw in there. Those lights weren't that they weren't that useful. Depending on who you were, they didn't affect Feeney They definitely didn't affect Allegro. He was able to deal with him like he it was still a hurt him. But it wasn't like the rest of the vampires where they kind of fell and withered down on the ground a little bit. So that was that was just crazy, man. Crazy, crazy, but a beautiful relationship. So this is the question I've been trying to get to, because I kind of understand something there. But I want to know your opinion on it. What was the relationship uh, between Fina and Momo? What did they what what relationship did they have?
1: Um, I think the m- relationship was more for Finé than Momo significant in the sense of Momo was still seeing. I mean, I'm excuse me. Finé was still seeing Momo as the person that Finé had experienced with her first experience with humanity. And this, yeah, I know spoiler. her first experience <laughs> with humanity and this first experience of like this thing of Eden. This uh, let's let's run away. You know, again, hand hand escapism. Um, and I think that that and even Finé said it like. I was using you to fill a void and this void that I I, I wanted you to be this person and you're not this person. You're Momo. You're not the person. And I got her name written down, but you're not her. I got the name. Yeah, I got the name written down, but you're not, you're not her. You're yourself. And you also opened my eyes to really show that what I decided to not drink blood, to not to not engage in this in these wars between humans and vampires and become this puppet because she did mention that. And I was like, okay, hint, hint, there's something going on to where she doesn't want to be queen because it sounds like they just about to impregnate her or she about to just bite a whole bunch of people. I don't know. Like they didn't really jump into that. Um, But that's really what I thought of that relationship. It was like she was she was I mean, Momo was Fina's crutch. And and instead of uh, Fina was just using her to escape to be happy and, and feel that feeling she felt in the past with her first interaction with human beings. But what happened was that Momo was actually, um, bringing her to reality. She was like, no, I'm my own person. And this is how I feel and and do things. And it's not just believing everything in in what you say, but I do enjoy the music. And I do want to escape this war because I don't want to fight. I don't want to kill, uh, from Momo's perspective. And so I think that once Fina really opened her eyes to reality, especially when they got to the scene that you talked about with the, uh, quote-unquote fake Eden yeah I, I mean I think fine Fina already had a feeling that it wasn't it was it was off um but but Momo was like no this is what I really want and I think Fina really just wanted to be with one with just wanted to be with her and an, and another person and it just seemed to be Momo at the time but mm-hmm. fine really didn't even want to go to Eden she when well, she wanted to create her own Eden where it was just her and whoever else she was with yeah, uh, So so it was really it was really deep in that regards, but definitely a crutch until she got slapped in the face with reality.
0: Yep. I agree with that. In my opinion, I would say that um, they had a friend relationship. But I also think a I'm not going to say sexual, but they had a budding love sort of relationship to where it could have been where they were together as partners. Just based upon And I'm a, I got to throw this up here. Spoiler alert. Just based upon the uh, history between. Feeney and the other uh, woman, I don't remember that I think it was Aria, something along that line, started with an A. Um, they they were friends, but I believe that was a love relationship also. Mm. And Feeney was young, like you see yes. her as a child vampire, maybe even a teenager vampire. Um, and this relationship kind of mirrored uh the one that Feeney had with the uh the, the woman that passed away, the human that passed away because let's get that understood the relationship between the two was vampire and human and just like on blade shout out to blade you know marvel humans are cattle vampires are you know they, they they're they the prey they're like you we livestock so for her to have a relationship whether friend or a love relationship was very interesting within itself and in fact as we understand they're searching for this place where vampires and humans can coexist peacefully um, which is also a whole facade we already know about that but they're searching for this place and it doesn't necessarily happen but they have their own eden within themselves because that car ride that they had once momo left the city when she left her mom and got away they their relationship just grew and what happened is the first time that fene seen momo it was like she heard her singing out there and it was like I pretty much want to commit suicide and she said wow you remind me of somebody you know oh usher status you remind me she reminded her of somebody from her past they hit it off they became friends they weren't lovers but I believe it would have eventually led to that that's just me and I think that personally that was a very deep relationship that it had to go left somebody had to uh, be sacrificed and it was a life learning experience for both of them So, this is what I've been really waiting to get to. What's your thoughts on a village of Eden? That's what I'm gonna keep calling it Eden. That's just yeah,
1: I know I forgot what they called it, but what what I'm gonna say, man, is that they were very um, uh, I'm trying to figure out the word, but like just the whole aspect, you can put the spoilers on here, man. It's just spoilers all day, man. I got we gotta start putting spoilers, just keep it up. It's it's in the title, it's out. Um, for literally for that village to take a vampire. Utilize their blood to create electricity to me was hands down like that was that was fire. And even the even the small vampire that was like supposedly allegedly the same age as Momo when yeah. her and her and Momo's conversations were like that. They, that's the the reality that what Fine said about this is you know something's off. This is not the Eden, uh, that this is not our Eden. Um, yeah, it was just a reality that. That vampire and the humans that were with her, um, it was not. It was not this Eden and happy joy. It was almost like a setup to get people to come in, both vampires and humans, to utilize them in a way. And everybody in the village, I already had the understanding like, no, this is not our Eden. This is Eden for us because we get electricity. We can take this blood. We can sell this blood. Uh, yep. You know what I mean? We we make sure that we make sure that we have enough. And any excess, that we're gonna charge. And anybody who comes here, instead of fighting them head on, we're gonna we're gonna bring them in and make them. It's like any video game you play where you go to a crazy town, and it's like everybody's happy go lucky, but there's some shit it's some shit happening in the background. Yeah. Uh, you know, and even like the no, I mean the the horror movies and all that stuff. It was more than the you know, it's more to the eye than yeah. than what you're seeing. So. I enjoyed that village because it did test fine and it also tested Momo in the sense of like n- you It's back to that point of escapism. You cannot escape a mentality. That's mm-hmm. one thing I think is, is really key about that village is that it's not that everybody had that mentality. But to your point, trusting, trusting people or trusting people because not because you trust them, but because they show you what it is that you want. So you believe them because of that and you get blinded to it because you're tired uh, of the of the fight. But the fight never ends. And that's real. And that's just a reality.
0: And that's perfect because this village, number one, was definitely a facade. Um, the fact that they were able and I'm keeping a spoiler alert up because we we're talking about it now we here. The fact that they were able to use a vampire to power the city. And we know, again, they are superhuman abilities, speed, all of that. That says something. Who had the ingenuity to come up with the idea of using their blood to do that was crazy. Now, the funny thing is, just based upon um, the first experience, first introduction, I expected it to be a a small, you know, kind of Inuit town. You've seen Inuits and, and the natives of the area. I expected it to be friendly and they were all a uh, coexisting community, but that wasn't the case. There was a facade. They had that vampire trapped down there. They drained his, his blood to uh power the city and the relationship that Momo had with the little girl vampire who was like the girl from interview with the vampire, like uh, uh what was that? Kristen Stewart is her name from Spider-Man. That's her. Um, you are my friend forever. I've been waiting for somebody my age, but the reality is, you will grow old. I'll still be the same. And then number two, I'm just using you right now because we have something else that we're doing here. We're living a coexisting, peaceful Eden. But reality is, it's not like that. Somebody has to get sacrificed for the greater good of everybody else. And I don't know whatever else they had going on there, period, because they was locking her in a room while they was trying to get a hold of Fiendi. like like right? her, trade her off for this other dude. And drain his blood excuse me drain her blood as well so that city was crazy as hell and then the sea (laughs) again spoiler alert that's why it's gonna stay up here when the commander uncle and all of them pulled up in that joint they said oh yeah we know what time it is it's over and that battle that ensued between them was crazy man but that that whole little idea of eden that both of them were searching for it was just a facade it was so false and unfortunately momo who was naive experienced some reality she had to wake up as you said that battle does not end on whatever is going on your your battle doesn't end you're just trying to escape your reality you can't it's like getting drunk and saying okay my problems will go away guess what when you're sober they're still here period so uh, i gotta skip the one i'll push back on that okay <laughs> How did the trauma of the human vampire war continue to feed the escapism mindset of the society? Man. I know you've been waiting on that one.
1: All day. No.
0: Yeah. It yeah. I mean, it
1: was so heavy because nobody back to your point when you mentioned earlier, it was like nobody was looking at it. Uh, they didn't, they didn't take a step back. They weren't looking at the um they weren't looking at the rationale of um they just weren't looking at the rationale, man. They, they everything was like we gotta eradicate them, and then vice versa with the vampires is like we gotta kill them all or we gotta subjugate them. But then you get to see the crazy thing, and, and I should have answered that with the question about Momo and should she have left her mother or, or the the Tower of Light, however yeah. they call it, literally not too far from the Tower of Light. They have a border and it was literally the river was the border between the vampires on one side and the humans on the other. And what were they yes. doing? They were literally trading blood to the vampires for gold. It tripped yep. me. I was like, this is I was like, it's so crazy. But the, the other thing, too, about it, it's like you pretty much the the vampire, the vampire hierarchy wanted the human humans because it was like that hierarchy wanted to the aristocracy, wanted to keep control because majority of the vampires in the sh- in the show were starving for blood they literally were living they were they were die- they were dying like it was crazy to me to see that it was it it was like it was like instead of dealing with the reality and sitting down and also i think now that i think about it like fina's character she wanted to do these things but instead of utilizing her power and using Alleg- uh, uh, Allegro or Allegor, yeah, Allegro, uh, using him in a strategic way to push her agenda <laughs> through politics, which yeah. everything is political yeah. in life. She just wanted to leave because she was traumatized, but she knew the other side of what they wanted her to do, and she didn't want to do that. But I just, you just don't know. Like, you don't know if there's vampires stronger than her, you just don't know. And then for humanity, it's like, you got the humanity that lives in the city walls and then you have the ones that do not and again yeah. it's like it shows me that no matter what is what's going on no matter what's happening there's always going to be a group of people who are like we want control and we don't want to think about it your way because that means we'll lose power that means yeah. we don't need to build these walls that means we don't need to build the like the colonel or the commander excuse me not the general but the commander who had the focus to build the mechs and, and, and utilize them. Like everything was about control, constant control and eradication. And it was the, it was the, uh, the feeding of fear between both groups to the, to the children and the generations uh, beyond that they were like, this will, they can, we can never coexist, but yet, and still we're both behind our, behind our closed doors. What's happening behind in our house is 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 even worse <laughs> than was than was going on so it was just i mean how that fed escapism it was, it, it just continually fed, perpetuated this thing of like it's all is the human's fault or is the vampire's fault or if we just run away from this war we don't have to deal with any craziness everybody be happy and reality is is that people are still trying to find a way to get over because they've been traumatized about scarcity when there really yeah. wasn't many
0: yeah and let's talk about that. So let me go ahead and put this up. Look, we about like you said, we about to keep that in the title. This is just spoiler like,
1: alert. You know,
0: <laughs> so you you witnessed the part where there were humans feeding vampires, grown mm. and and children vampires. Mm-hmm. Hey, gonna we'll give you our blood, and they doing whatever. They've already accepted the coexistence between the two societies. But then the on, on the other hand, you had Fina and Momo, and probably some other vampires or humans who have the same reality or I- ideology of. Let's escape this reality. Right. Let's go to a peaceful place and live and coexist together. And like you said, that city where they had a border between it was a river. Yeah. Vampires, they were coexisting, but there was still some kind of cruel oh yeah harshness to it, some um, uh, primal behavior involved where okay, you got that and they the warms. Yes. Yeah. call the humans worms. Yes, they call humans worms. They're like, Oh, you got some worms in here, that's cattle. Uh, she can't sleep in here she needs to sleep out there in any in, in the, uh, barn sort of thing like that's that we all feeding off of her when mm. people are in the town this idea of finding a peaceful place where we can coexist has existed probably since the beginning of time just we talk about us and it's today's society and in relation to that series you'll never escape your reality the only thing you can do is adjust to what's going on and try to find ways to maneuver and live through it and live the best way possible. Because as you've seen, none of them were able to escape. Somebody got sacrificed for the greater good in that village. And then at the end, the same thing happened. You can't escape reality. It's always going to be here. Best thing you can do is face it head on and live your life. How you are supposed to live your life? Mm-hmm. And hopefully you have a good one. But that yeah. was an. Be- excellent before
1: you before you get on that and this ties into what's going on just with society today okay i will put it on society, yeah yeah calls come in and say hey thanks are but with society today it's this whole thing that if we just find this if we just live our lives and and put our head in the sand and keep doing the thing that we doing it won't be a problem instead of being active like everything is political man everything is political so For me, it was just it was just sad that Momo, I mean, not Momo, but because Momo really didn't have the power. Momo was a pawn to the general, and I'm trying to figure out why, because that's something that's definitely still not figured out. But
0: yeah,
1: yeah, literally had the power. She had a she had a general that would kill everybody for her, and she could have utilized that to bring in some order. But what we don't know is the hierarchy again. We don't know who those who those elders are. We don't know yeah. if there's an elder like Dracula in the yes. vampire in the Garden uh, society. Like yep. we, we just don't know because like when it comes to Fina uh, compared to Dracula, Fina is more human esque as far as strength wise compared to Dracula from Castlevania because Dracula stayed in a castle by himself for decades. I-, I mean centuries. Didn't drink no blood and was still. That
0: dude, <laughs> yeah, he was. I don't know so, what he got going on, but he was lit. He,
1: he, he was doing some magical spells and some herbs and all that stuff, bro. He was, and, he hey, was listen, you out
0: showed here. me that that little quick preview. What's oh, was the yeah. trailer? Hey, yes, Castlevania's coming back. I was like, mm-hmm. yo, it's over because they the ended last her.
1: Belmont, the last Belmont, yeah,
0: but it ain't the last Belmont as you see. You got another one out here. It's possible, so, how did you feel about the ending scene? And you already know which one I'm referencing. I'm talking about, let's say, the title. We seen the other one, in the garden. Now we're in a different garden with, with uh, Finae. How did you uh, feel about that?
1: That, uh, so yeah, because I mean, because the ending ending was not Finae Land. in 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 the, in the um. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but if you're talking about that ending, yeah, spoiler. I'm talking <laughs> about that
0: one. I'm talking about that one. I, that I one
1: was like I when I say like the white flowers, which I forgot what the name of those flowers were. Yeah, I think yeah. it's. Yeah, I think it's something that, it's something that Fina wanted. Fina wanted to die peacefully, um, but she wanted to do that. Living a life with someone or a group or whoever really was just someone that she didn't have to be this vampire with. She didn't have to be this queen. She didn't have to be that. I got to save my species and suck blood and pr- pop out babies or vice versa. And I think the way that it ended uh for season one You didn't even hear Momo sing, like they cut you off Mm. on that. Um, And I think that, again, like to me, it was like what Fine was telling Momo was like, hey, this is when you sing and you're in pain and you cry and sorrow, when you let out that energy of pain, it helps you balance yourself to let you know that the path continues. And I think all of us can relate to that aspect of when someone close to you dies, and you are sitting there trying to figure it out the reality is is that the is that the world keeps moving your responsibilities are still there you as a person or as a being an entity on this on this on this planet you have to keep going because you can be stuck in that place but all you're doing is wasting away and not contributing to what it is that you want to be created and i think mm-hmm. the ending past that with Finé and that bed of flowers, really showed that you have to move on. You have to. You can express this, and it's more so for you than the person that's gone, because the person that's gone is gone. They, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was. It was. It was. It was good, man. It was this, it was it really what it was showing, and now shut up. It literally was saying back to everything I'm talking about. You cannot run away from something because it will find you. But if you choose to do, if you choose to create what it is that you want to create, then you're gonna have to put that work in. But best believe the mentality is around you and someone or something is coming. And so you gotta be ready. Cause the fight never ends, man. Never ends.
0: Yo, and I'm glad you keep focusing on that. But I'll say, based upon that, that not the ending scene, per se, but the ending between the relationship between the two of them. Again, spoiler alert is staying up. You've seen Fina in those flowers. And I don't remember the name of them either. Um, Orchids or something like that. I don't know what the hell either,
1: they call, call them.
0: Either way, she had did the ultimate sacrifice, which we knew was taking that serum. Fact. So we're going to keep that spoiler alert up there. She took the serum. Wiped off a couple people, but the beautiful and crazy part about all that was Momo was able to reach and communicate with her through that primal instinct, primal oh rage, girl. beast mode sort of thing. She was able to communicate and show even her uncle, who was about to get wiped off, like, yo, just go ahead and kill me. Mm. Finae uh, held restraint, show restraint and let him live. And he was like, you know what? I got to put some respect on her name. And the relationship between my niece and her, because she's still who she is beneath that primal beast instinct. But Mm. watching her pass away again, spoiler alert, watching her pass away in these flowers, that bed of flowers was beautiful. But unfortunately, it was her sacrifice which made Momo appreciate life much more and also understand that you can have a place of beauty. You can have an Eden if you do what's right, but you are willing to sacrifice for Mm -hmm. the greater good and cause for everybody else. That was that was dope, man. So that's
1: that's a fact, bro. Last
0: and final question right here. Last and final joint. What do you think was the meaning slash message of this series?
1: You got to take action. Mm. (laughs) Like You cannot. You, I mean, you can run away, you can do whatever, like there's choices to everything that you do, but you have to take action. Trauma is generational. It doesn't just stop from when it happened. It continues through the bloodline, through the cultures, through the practices you, and and there is always going to be someone or something that's going to make someone or something wake up and say, Nope, I don't want to do that anymore and you're going to have to be that outcast as we like to call it. Um, and you're going to have to say, no, we don't, we can't do this anymore. This is not sustainable. And we, and we see that all the time. Like there is nothing in our society as a species, whether we're talking about black people that was enslaved from colonization, even before that, when it was just trying just being in this this Eden of our own, because again, we were by the equator and the continent of Africa as Africans. Like there is nothing that no that someone can can say can I mean there's nothing that doesn't need to be changed. There's always going to be a change that's going to come. And someone is always going or some group is always going to see something differently. And you have to be open to it. You got to get, you have to take your emotions, not to suppress them. You have to channel them and say, what am I willing to do? And mm-hmm. I think this series, it says, what am I willing to do? I can sit here and run forever, which again, even with you know, spoiler alert, even at the ending, it was still running, but the running, it, all the running did is that sooner or later, that society that you try to run, run away from that you it may take 500 years to change is coming for you. And when it comes, yeah. There is no there is no there is no quarters given. There is no white flag raised. There is if you're a vampire, you're dying. If you're a human, you're dying. Pick a side. Mm.
0: I like that you said that. But you know what I'm going with? I'm going deeper on a current level of society sort of thing or not current level, just in general. You have two different groups of people, let's say black, and white, black, Hispanic, Mexican, white, uh, white. uh, Asian, yeah,
1: Indian, yeah, Asian, white sort of thing.
0: You're talking about two people from two different cultural backgrounds trying to become friends, as well as potentially, based on what I've seen, possibly being in love with each other. This is just hmm. what I've seen. What do we deal with on a day to day basis when it comes to that? You have you're not uh, white enough. You're not black enough. You're not this or that from both sides of your spectrum. And you're trying to find a way to maneuver through life, to find a happy place where you, doesn't matter what background you come from, from both sides of the, of the spectrum, you're trying to coexist together. And they reflected that here. But what at the same time, somebody's going to have to sacrifice something so y'all can win as a couple and as a people. And that was identified in here. And it was unfortunately. Um, to the loss of FINE that she sacrificed and, and show that we can make something work, but somebody has to get, get taken away from it. And it's definitely pre- prevalent today and continues in our societies on all aspects, inter, uh, interracial marriages, um, any sort of Dating just in general, whether you're talking about the ally community, I don't know all the acronyms now. It's constantly being changed, but Netflix. all of that was intertwined to me. At least that's what I've seen. That's what I got out of it. And I thought it was a beautiful, very well put together series mm. and another classic for Netflix to knock off the books.
1: Man, Netflix stocks may be, may be down heavily, but one thing that they are doing is I mean, and if people are not watching And, you know, we're not getting paid from Netflix. So, you know, Netflix holler at us because I know y'all got an anime section. I see it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, It really is a reality that like they just they they are going heavy with with shows that are first Netflix originals. And this one right here, if season two is done correctly and you really get to the point where decisions and sacrifices have to be made, either you are going to change or you are going to are you going to have blood that will make the series to me as a whole great. But if it's something that just is like, oh, we, we found the we found the light and everybody's all kumbaya. It's like that's not a reality. It, ne- it, it never is. It takes it takes time and it takes struggle and sacrifice. To your point, someone has to sacrifice. Don't necessarily mean you got to die, but at least in this series. Oh, yeah. You got to you got
0: to die. Yeah. You either yeah. got to
1: kill or you got to be killed. Yeah, that's, that's fact. a fact.
0: Yo, this was another classic episode for us. Classic. I don't know what we're talking about next week. I'm going to hit you up and let you know. And then I'll post Let's it so everybody know what we're talking about. I got three things I'm choosing from. And I'll let you know what it is. Because one of them I've been watching recently this week. And it is deep, to say the least. And guess what? It's also Netflix. Netflix, again, been killing it with, with anime. This is another one of those joints. So we're going to talk about it. Yo, shout out to everybody that came and showed love today, Brick. I see you was on Brick. Hashtag high ABV life. You know, what I'm got it, got it. Show love. You know what I mean? Thank you again. And we'll see you again next Friday on Black Nerd Fridays, y'all. As always. Yeah.